0: time. Hosted by Colleen Smith and Mary Jo Smith. No, no relation. relation.
1: <laughs> With us as always is Ian Bonesmith. Really related to me. Not related to me. Although I do have a brother named Ian. So yeah. That's very confusing. And last name Smith. Last name Smith. This month's theme is Big Risk. Leap of Faith. Okay. Isn't that what we said? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Big Risk, Leap of Faith.
0: Now I have an entirely different story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So let's go around the table
2: and
3: introduce our guests or have them introduce themselves.
2: Hi, what's your name? Lynn Stewart. I'm an actress.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are.
4: You're going to stop there.
1: (laughs) A little fun fact about you, Lynn. Where are you from? I'm I'm from Los Angeles. Oh, a
2: local. Yes, I'm yeah. local. Mm, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
2: welcome. And I'm almost a, an original member of the Groundlings. It was going on for like a year it's and a close. half. Yeah. so I am just saying, yeah, you know, it's not. It's better to say uh, yes. I'm Lynn Stewart. I'm an original member of the Groundlings, <laughs> yeah.
1: but not really. We'll take it. we're going to edit out the not really. I'm okay. Just <laughs> Thank you. You're
3: thank welcome.
4: You. Yes, and on your left. Hi, thank you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: on Lynn's left is Jim Rash. I'm an actor and writer, directed. Yes. Um, yeah. I am also not an original groundling, but I also was not an almost original groundling. <laughs> so I groundling. many, many years later groundling. <laughs> um, uh, I hail from Charlotte, North Carolina. Ooh. Yeah, you're welcome, well, what a
3: fun fact. <laughs> Single,
5: cancer, very moody, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am Charlotte, North Carolina. No, I'm Charlotte uh, Newhouse. to meet you. Here I am. Oh, Hello.: I,
4: I loved being living in, in you. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were crazy. <laughs> Your politics are weird now. It's nice fantastic. to sit across from <laughs> me.
5: Um, I'm Charlotte Newhouse. I'm a, a writer performer. And a fun fact about me is I'm five months pregnant, so all the, all the heavy panting, which is real, I'm not making it up, it will happen. It will be on this podcast. I guess it's, me it's, too. Just, yeah, we'll can't uh, it's just, it's just a fact. And a glow, you have a glow.
4: She oh, has a glow, you. folks. Yes. You yeah, can't you can't see it.
3: see it, but it's real. It's real. You'll see it in the picture. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so now that we know everybody, yeah. Mary Jo begin.
1: Okay. Um, it's funny, and I'll I'll preface my little preamble would be that when um, Colleen first um, proposed this topic for tonight, my first thought was, well, I have total like trust issues. I have faith in nothing. I never take risks. I'm too scared. And then I realized that's not true. I have taken I've taken a few risks. And then I thought, then like getting even more into it, I was like, well, every every time you have an audition for something, every time you write something, that's a risk. Risk. That's a leap of faith. Like we do that all the time on small scales, but. Here's my first like big leap of faith and if for uh, anybody that's listened to this when there might be some duplication from my first apartment <laughs> just because this all takes place in that same time. So my first big leap of faith was moving out of my house as a, as a young person. Um, I lived as many times I've talked about this I lived in community. My whole growing up childhood was often in very weird sort of community communal um unstructured lots of people under one roof is it religious it's not religious is it legal (laughs) it is legal um homeschooled which just meant you know no one was around to drive to school so we stayed home so Um, like a commie like a commie very hippie yes but real hippies not like glorified in the movie hippies but like real hippies like you know just like impetigo in, in and staff infections <laughs> oh, and yeah. no electricity and no running water and that kind of thing wow um and at this time though we, we had moved up a little bit we were living in in a community in Ohio, many families living under one roof and um and I was a really bad teenager um and uh and, and when you're, when you're a teenager, I mean, lots of teenagers get into trouble and they break rules and they stretch boundaries and whatever, and your parents come down on you. But when you live in community and you have five or ten moms, you're always having people come down on you, um, if you're really bad, like I was. Um, so, and my mom and I, I should also say, like, just as a little preamble to this, my mom, my mom, I'm the oldest of five, and my mom and I were always very, very close, and um, she's still alive. She lives here, but she's not here right now. She's at an activist something. She's trying to dis- unseat Trump. Um, Good for her. Yeah, she's very busy. Um, <laughs> she, uh, and right around the time that I hit puberty, I think my mom and I started to really hate each other. And coinciding with that was like my getting into drugs. And I was I was really, from the time I was like 13 to 15, I just became a totally different person. And I, um, I, I have up since apologized to my mother for my terrible behavior but at the time i just you know thought like i can't do this anymore and this was i was really like the the second parent to my four siblings my mom was was checked out a lot of the time she had drug issues of her own um there was a lot of stuff going on where you know i just basically did i cooked i did went to the laundromat and did like 20 loads of laundry at a time because there were so many of us and um, was, it, was it single parent? She was single parent, yep. And wow. this this community that we were living in, which was in Ojai, um, which was called JARMA, D J A R M A, which was, stands for the first six initials of the first six adults that founded JARMA. And my mother was an original founder. She's the first A. Oh, Diane, wow. John, Abby, my mom, Rita, Mark, and Al. Um, oh. Al, Al was, Al was <laughs> always leave. upset about me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Al, Al was really in charge, so I think oh. he, he was sort of like, it was almost like a like above the line credits, and Al. That oh, was really more. That makes sense. Yes, he gets okay. paid so more he, than every other cast member. <laughs> he fought for the and. He fought for the and, yeah. Because they had an A issue. Yeah, take, I'll and take a second Al one. I'll take right. a <laughs> Power move. Exactly. So, um, and my mother and I, for two years, would have these raging fights, and. whoops, oh, sorry. Oh, that's all right. It sounded like no. I was going to the bathroom yeah. in the middle no. of your speech. Oh
2: my
4: god, it's great Foley work, story.
1: though. <laughs>
4: What a wonderful—it's all right.
1: (laughs) Thirst-inducing. So, anyway, this is a lot of preamble. But my mother used to say, "Like, well, this is—you know—I would say I don't want to live like this anymore." And she was, "This is my house, and you're gonna live by my rules, or you—you know—you can get out." And so, finally, one day, I was like, "I'm leaving." So I just—How old were you? I was 15, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I just was—I was so unhappy, and I hated the way we lived. I hated. That I had, I wanted to go to school so badly, and and you know, there's a, it's a really interesting thing because I've written a lot about this, and um, my mother's my mother's story and my story, the, our our interpretation of the way I grew up is very different. My mother um. is very idealizes and feels that this experiment was a massive success, and all of the people under eighteen that grew up in this house, all of whom I'm still very close with today, will tell you it was there were no boundaries there was no structure there was no education there people came and went you never knew who was going to be there it was like oh come on in what's your name david great you're schizophrenic are you on your meds no fine pull up a chair like it was just (laughs) insane and i i got to a place where i couldn't do it anymore and i couldn't stand being like in charge of a lot of little kids and cooking dinner for 30 people and cleaning and all a lot of the kids worked on it it wasn't just me but i was like i'm done so I left. Now, my, mother's, my mother, when I said when I told my mother that I was going to tell this story tonight, she said, well, I told you it would be fine as long as you had a job when you left. And I was like, I don't have any memory of that. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you're sort of like now trying to insert this little bit of, it's still a completely inappropriate, little bit of responsibility. Like, sure, go ahead, 15-year-old, as long as you're employed. But I have yeah. no memory of her telling me that I had to have a job. Um, I just knew that, like, I had to get out of there. I was just so unhappy, and I... I um, it's weird I, I my memory of, of that time in my life was, was good and bad as, as all I've been writing a lot about memory and like why if two people were in the same room at the same time yes. siblings or whatever why do you remember something differently yeah. than it's I always do that way. it's yeah. so insane and 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 so anyway like there was all sorts of great wonderful things that happened in my childhood many things but for me in that point in my life I had to go um so my leap of faith was um, finally in one of those knockdown drag out fights where she said, "Either live by my rules or get out." I said, "I'm leaving," and I was 15, and I moved into town. So it wasn't like I like I'm going to the
0: outback,
2: you know. I just went into town.
1: It's like three and a half miles from the east end of Ohio into the center of Ohio, but that's where I went. And um, I did get a job. I got a job at a health food store. And I think I've, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I, I got a job at the health, this health food store in, in Ohio on um, the corner of Ohio Avenue and Matilla just like the intersection where the big um, antique, you know, the big uh, post office tower is, like the landmark in Ohio. It's like right there if you know Ohio at all. I
3: don't.
1: It's fine. It's, it's <laughs> totally fine. Map it. Um, I, so I got this job, and then I moved into this house where these two guys lived. I was renting a room in this house, and um, one of the guys was my good friend Sarah's boyfriend, but he wasn't supposed to be her boyfriend because she was also 15, he was like 24, mm-hmm. and her parents didn't want him seeing mm-hmm. her seeing him. <laughs> And then he lived in this, like, three-bedroom house with this other guy who, his age was unknown. He was kind of sketchy. But for a 15-year-old, it was kind of like, oh, maybe he'll hit on me. But maybe he shouldn't, <laughs> like, <afterwards. laughs> and, um, and they had an extra bedroom. So I was like, yeah, you can live here. And I don't even know what I was, I was probably paying, like, two or $300 a month, right, to rent a room in this house. Like, nothing. And I had nothing. No, Like, I had no furniture. I had nothing. So I just moved into this house. And I, I'm pretty sure I talked about this, because, like, the first day that I woke up in that house... I just remember, like, I was in this huge living room, and nobody else was home, and I put on Madonna, and I danced in the living room oh. for, like, two hours. I was just like, I'm free, I'm free, <laughs> you know. And, but then the contrast of that was I was so terrified. I would go to bed every night in this house with these two men, one of whom I only knew because my best friend's parents said, he's a bad guy, and now I'm living <laughs> with the bad guy. And this other guy who... I kind of was like, he kind of flirts with me, but then like at night I want to lock the door because I don't want him to come into my room. Did Um, it have a lock? I think it had a lock, but like one of those butter knife pop locks. I couldn't (laughs) totally get into it. Um, And the house was just like this little mid-century house, not mid-century, like post-war house, just like 1950s, like little tiny ranch house, like just your typical three-bedroom, two-bath house with like a a family room and a kitchen. But we all had nothing. The house was basically filled with like folding chairs and tables and a futon or something. We just didn't have anything at all. And then right after I moved out, the um, health department, ironically, shut down the health food store. Uh. (laughs) And so I didn't have a job. So now, and now I can't go home. I'm like, I can't. I left. I left. Mm -hmm. I like put my 15-year-old foot down and was like, that's it, I'm out of here, and I know better. And then like two months later, I'm out of a job. And so um, I bought a, I don't think that you could do this anymore, but I bought at the drugstore, they used to sell or not the drugstore, the stationery store, you could buy a pad of job applications they like just was like a pad like you would just rip one off like if somebody came in to apply for the job you would Mm -hmm. give them the application but i went to where the business would buy i bought a pad I filled them all out and i just walked down the street and i went into every store and was like i'd like to work here i'd like to work here are you hiring you'd like to work here and by the time i got almost to the very end of the east end of ohio almost to the bowling alley which is like almost to the end of town i got a job
4: wow are you serious yeah
1: in a seafood market um, <laughs> yes I have heard this story yes. oh my god dream come true dream right? yeah. come true um, so yeah so I, I got a job um, and um, and that led to a series of a whole bunch of other jobs <laughs> crazy stories beyond those but Checking that I did
0: my first job for Mary Joe's most yes yeah, what well, did job. we
1: do my first job t- my first job
0: yes I believe it was the one where you uh you were the health director at an old. Oh school. yeah, that was the first time getting
1: fired. <laughs> we're really getting fired. It was very director. soon after that, I got no. I was I got hired as a dietitian for a convalescent home. I completely lied on my application and I said I was older than I was with a degree that I didn't have. I was like sixteen at the time and I got hired and wow. then I got fired when I was like trying to liquefy pork chops and the woman was like, "You have no." <laughs> and you were like, uh, hey, I don't hey, take <laughs> risks. and If anyone listens to
0: every single story you've told in this podcast.
5: Your yeah. whole thing was a risk yeah. and the
1: minute you <laughs> walked out that door. Yeah,
0: first apartment, was, there's a man right, driving a motorcycle through her living
4: room. Yeah, yeah, but
1: I wasn't on the motorcycles. That was his Yeah, first. but you were cool with it. So I was cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who um,
4: wouldn't be? Right, An 80s movie, right? (laughs) (laughs) So what
2: did you do at the fish market? Did you sell or did you cut fish? I did
1: all of those things. Mm -hmm. I ended up, I started as like whatever, like a cashier kind of a thing and ended up eventually becoming the manager of the fish market. And then I got too chummy with the family and they were going through a divorce and it was really weird. And Chummy. yeah, tell me like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, I do. I actually have a scar on this hand from no, this hand from, from a fish from, from, from being stabbed with a fillet knife because I cut I oh, cut into a shark ouch. and it was so fresh from the water that it jerked because it still had energy running. Oh wow, scary stuff. But yeah, that was. I just remember thinking like. I had to go. I knew I had to go. I had to go for my own survival. I felt like I was going crazy. I couldn't live the way I was living anymore, and my mother's reality of the way it was was different than my reality of it, and I will say that I carry a lot of guilt to this day for leaving my younger siblings behind. Um, I mean, I never went very far, and I was around, but I I I definitely put myself above them and look. It's we all make those choices in our life at different times in our life. But I've I've had a lot of sadness knowing that I sort of left them in that madness and eventually they all left on their own accord and they all left early. Mm-hmm. Um, you gave them a good example to yeah. get out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. saw Yeah. And the, out.
2: and you also because of the state that you were in, how good could you have been? For them, I mean... I was a
1: mess. I was a yeah, complete drug so, addict and, and a nightmare. And I... I mean, I really was. I was a horrible human being f- during my teenage years. I really was. Um, I think moving out was the best thing you oh, could Oh, I do too. Yeah. I probably was. But I just, I just remember... Um, being so scared, like sleeping in that house in the very beginning, of just like, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And then you can't go back, right? Like, you can't, I mean, you could, but a 15 year old is like, I can't, I can't yeah. give in, I can't say that she was right and I was wrong, like I can't. And being so determined to like, I'm gonna make this happen, I'm gonna make mm-hmm. it, and and then there was the flip side of me of like dancing in the living room I'm free, there's nobody right. here, I don't have to clean or cook or do anything for anybody, and I didn't have to clean or cook because we had no dishes, <laughs> no furniture <laughs> no vacuum cleaner, we had nothing right. so there wasn't any cleaning to do anyway and it was just this like, the house is nothing special, I drove by it not that long ago it's still standing, it's just in this little residential track in the middle of Ohio, and um it's like a quaint little kind of Brady Bunch-looking house, you know? It's like it's just a little USA, queer <laughs> family, lives here kind of house. But in that house with, like, just the weirdest parties and the weirdest experiences, like, that first... I think I lived in that house for, like, I don't know, nine months to a year before I ended up getting the little house by myself that the motorcycle drove through. Um which is a whole other crazy thing, but that was that was my first big big leap of faith. That mm-hmm. was a biggie. That was a big yeah. One. Yeah. Where did you go after the fish market? To work. Uh, my job after the fish market was the the convalescent <laughs> home. That I got fired from. That's the only time I've ever been fired. Um, and then was it telemarketing? No. Then it, then I worked at a bakery, and I worked <laughs> like those crazy hours where you have to get up, you know, you to be there at three. Get up at three and be there at four to make the donuts. Like mm. That kind of a job. <laughs> And my boss was just this crazy, coked-up, just, like, lunatic <laughs> who would just pull all-nighters, like, I'm gonna bake this! Like, he was just... Oh <laughs> he really was, had a passion, and
4: I he mean, wanted never... to see it through.
0: I think of baking as, like, a real drug oh. adult. Oh, God,
1: I he's a drug adult and he just
4: wakes up in bed going, <gasps> I've got it! <laughs>
3: <laughs> and
1: then, Angel food on one leg and devil's food on the other! I'm Ooh, baking all night! night. <laughs> oh, I had this... It's still... It's not there anymore, but it used to be this... Um, Uh, I'll wrap this up because this has nothing to do with my story, but I had this really cool um, bread and and bakery that made this sourdough bread, and if you've ever know the history at all of sourdough bread, real sourdough bread is made every um, uh, time time you do a recipe, what do you call it? Every batch is made from a piece of the batch previously. Yeah. So if you, ancient and, sourdough, yeah, right? so yeah. you cut a piece, if you make 50 pounds, you cut a one pound piece out. That's your mother starter for the next mm. batch and you use that and so on and so on. And the batch that was in this bakery went way back to World War One, wow. and had been, oh, like, wow. they had That's this, ba- yeah, it was really cool. So like, and the, the older your mother, the sourer, the taste of that bread is because it's just got a little bit of all that of all the musty, all yeasty thing that's been passed down batch by batch day by day so this really cool bakery in the middle of Ojai because Santa Paula which is right above Ojai train tracks so they used to like ship out bread for soldiers yeah. so like this bakery was really cool and then it was just being run by this guy
3: <laughs> Crazy
1: yeah. coked up. I was just trying to keep the lights on because it was historic and they'd write it up in the paper and he'd be like, But I'm gonna make egg rolls. <laughs> Come in the next morning be, we're making donuts, and then after you do that, make the egg rolls. <laughs> All right, who's gonna make eat egg rolls at seven o'clock in the morning? But they sold like hotcakes. I eat egg eggs.
4: rolls, really that early. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. I love. Egg I egg mean, rolls. you have. A, do you? I really do. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think Jack in the Box egg rolls. Ladies are and amazing. gentlemen, she
4: just pulled out a bunch of egg rolls.
0: Jack in the Box egg rolls.
2: They are look a little kids.
0: greasy. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. fun. So that's my story.
2: Thank you,
1: Mary. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 You took a leap of
2: faith over and over again. I
1: know.
2: What? Right. I'll tell you my
1: first memory. Lynn, but no, first tell us your first uh, risk, your oh, first, first leap risk. of faith.
4: Okay. <laughs> we'll do memories. Lynn
1: Stewart, everybody. <laughs> oh, are we on? Yeah, we're on.
2: We're oh, live. Oh, oh my we're God. Back. People, okay. are, people are listening. Okay. People are listening. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> all
2: right. This is my first, um, oh, it's not my first leap of faith, but That's it's right. my, my this the one big, I remember, the yeah. one that, you know, popped into my head when you said, do leap of faith. And it involves, I went to San Francisco when I was 25 years old to be in a movie, and I was hired out as a San Francisco actress. And... and, I moved to San Francisco for a very small part in a movie. <laughs> Wait, you did actually you actually
4: moved. I, I,
2: I, I did you move, move before you the be? audition? Okay, a month and I was just in. Did month you and move half.
1: before the audition even?
2: No, no. Okay. It was it was at it was after. So I told you the end of the story <laughs> before right, the let's, beginning. Let's back mm-hmm. into it. Okay, let's we'll back into it. Okay. Well, Cindy Williams, since I was twenty four, going to be twenty five. She was my best friend. And she already had a part of the movie. She had the lead in American Graffiti. And her uh, um, her boyfriend was the casting director. But she loved him. I mean, it was she
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's I love how to clarify that for
4: <laughs> us. we instantly went to... Got
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. And his name was Fred Roos. And so Fred Roos... Um, Because, you know, Cindy was my best friend and everything. He walked me in to,
4: uh, oh,
2: my God, who, who was George the, Lucas. George Lucas. Yes. I, I, my, my, thank you. You're, you're all, welcome. You're on my mind.
4: I didn't move a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> like George that?
2: Lucas. So I went in. I was I was like 24 years old, and, and Fred Roos walked me in. And George was there, and, and he saw me. He was like so unimpressed with me. He was looking out the window. I think he might have itched his nose, too. <laughs> he was looking out the window, and I was like, oh, my God, this is like, He's looking out the window. So I looked out the window, too. <laughs> you know, I was
3: just like...
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he, he kind of went, uh, what have you done? And I, I don't know why I said this, but I went, nothing. <laughs> 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 and then Bruce was like, what? You know, and then he like, he like, you know, started reading off my tiny 24-year-old resume, but at least it had some you know, like three lines in your three minutes are up. You know, he, he read off what I had done. And then I went, oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then that was you the end so of You so cool. <laughs> that yeah. was very cool. So anyway, and then it was the end of my general... Interview with George Lucas. So you didn't actually read anything. I didn't read anything no. No. So I didn't read I Just went in there I you and just took
4: on the energy
2: Oh, and another thing I've, this isn't part of my little story But when I actually did my scene in the movie he came over to me and Richard Dreyfuss and said this is my least favorite uh Seen in the movie. That's <laughs> and Ricky, yeah, and Rick, uh, that's cool. I, I grew. Oh, this is part of my story too. But I grew up next door to Richard Dreyfuss, and so it was so great that I got to do a scene with him. And Ricky was so mad, you know, he was so mad. <laughs> Did I you didn't call care. Richard
1: Dreyfuss Ricky. Oh, yeah, oh, so cute. Yeah,
2: well, no, it, no it, I'm not it, judging. He doesn't like to be called. Ricky. No, no, I, we, we, I, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, I just remember he was. Uh, and, and I was like, I didn't care. George Lucas was speaking to us.
1: And, so, and, <laughs> it didn't and, and I was in a movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't care
2: if it was his least favorite scene in the movie.
1: So Was it uh, your first movie? It kind movie?
2: of
5: was. Yeah. Yeah. Like where saying, I had more than three lines. I'm going to try and edit this out later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, <God. laughs> my, mo- my wife made me put this in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're getting a divorce.
3: <laughs> so,
2: So then... I got word, I got a part, oh, then Cindy brought over the script and I actually read the script. And I went, oh my God, this is so great. This is gonna be a classic. And this is the second time that, you know, I had a little part in um, Bridesmaid, and I knew it was going to be a classic. And I was very annoying, because on both sets, I went around going, it's going to be a classic. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a classic, I'm like, you know, get
4: out of here. <laughs> You're in his least favorite scene, get out of here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I read the script, and I loved it, and I, I loved the part. Uh, um, oh then I said I was gonna do this little part of Bobby and and I read it and I thought, oh my God, this is wonderful. I get to act. I, I, I learned how to drive a, 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 B, a BW. I could, because I didn't I didn't know how to do a stick shift and I, I learned how to drive it and I was very, very excited. And then my manager, who was also Cindy's manager and Harrison Ford's manager, <laughs> and I was just going kind, of, kind of like, you know, on for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Lynn's tour. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Sure. <laughs> so, so, anyway, she said, You know, I have some really sad news that they're going to uh, hire uh, San Francisco actors for the smaller parts. And I said, Well, I'll just go to San Francisco. And I'll move to San Francisco during the shoot and I'll be hired as a San Francisco actress. And she was like, uh, I don't think that's a really good idea. Because the part was small. You right. know, and, 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 you know, who knows how long I'd be gone. And I said, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to move to San Francisco and, and, and be a San Francisco actress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My God. <laughs> Most people come to L.A. to be an actress. You left, laugh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> And so... Uh, it, it all worked out. It, my boyfriend, at the time, we drove up to San Francisco in my car, and then he flew back. And my girlfriend, Tina Conway, had a friend in Berkeley who was at an ashram for a month and a half. <laughs> so I got to rent her place. And I remember she she liked Miles Davis, so I would play Miles smiles, and I thought, Oh my God, I'm in Berkeley, oh Davis, Miles Davis. I'm so cool. I can't stand it. I'm eating sushi. Oh. <laughs> so, so it was it was really it was it, it was just great. And um, and they, they they were very behind on schedule, so I actually stayed a month and a half, and it had one night shooting. Wow! You know? And it was supposed to be a week, but they were so behind, they, they cut it. They cut it down.
1: Who well, was his least favorite scene. Yeah, it was
2: his <laughs> least favorite scene. Yeah. And the fact that I got to do this scene with Richard Dreyfus, but when I knew him, he was Ricky Dreyfus, and he was also my neighbor. And I went to grammar school and Cindy's and high the school. star of the
1: movie. And Cindy's your best star friend.
2: star of the movie. And it, he used to it was so much like our relationship because when I was in school with him He would torture me, you know,
1: (laughs) and like a sister kind of torture. Yes, like,
2: like he, I was a late developer, so he would yell across the playground, Hello, Sexless (laughs) Stewart. Oh, wow. I know. (laughs) Wait, what age? Well, it was like like in the eighth grade.
3: Sexless Stewart.
2: And and flat chested Fifi. That was his (laughs) (laughs) Flat chested Fifi. And Sexless Stewart. And, and so, <laughs> My God,
1: a my story. favorite.
4: Ricky thought up those all at night. <laughs> yeah, yes, I got a good one. Well, well, you and actually,
2: like another it. story about uh, about Ricky. He was the first where we kind of he had like kind of porn, you know, but <laughs> it was like soft porn, and he would read it in his garage and so you mean like out loud no but but he I was across like the street hiding and I heard you know so I knocked on the garage and I said I hear you have
4: porn
1: <laughs>
2: I know, <laughs> <laughs> I, know. And, I hear you have porn and, I hear and, you and have and porn that you read <laughs> And he had a book called Suburban Sin Club. Ooh. And, and so great. He, he, he said, I don't think you want to read all of this. So he said, I don't, I don't think you like to read. So he tore it in half. I would have read the first
1: part, but he <laughs> told me,
2: he gave me half of the book. <laughs> what? Suburban Sin Club. And I read it. So you didn't it.
1: have no the beginning. I you don't know don't how. I...
2: how it, but then at the end... Is they did it? You know, <laughs> they, did. they tore off their clothes and they did it. And I went, what? They did it. That's the end of the book. Well, oh, that's really what porn. they said was
1: they did it. Like they yeah, didn't they did it. have sex. They so didn't that's a fuck. Long they book just, yeah, they it. did it. Yeah, they know. did it. Poor Ricky Dreyfus. That I really know. is
5: just sort of porn and not <laughs> yeah, porn, yeah, was, soft, soft, porn. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of soft porn.
3: So
4: it's like a young adult novel yeah. at this point.
5: And and in the movie, they
4: did
3: it.
2: in in the movie, he has a, a line and 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 it's a drive by and there's a guy that I want to meet named Kip Pullman <laughs> and he says Bobby trembles at the sight of your rippling biceps. And that's something like he would say. <laughs> so I thought this is so great. I'm getting to it's it's the whole world can see our sick relationship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's on film uh, forever. So when, when after you took the, so obviously you got you got the part you got to be in. It. I got the part. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And what, did you come back here? Yeah. yeah, I came back. Well, she came
2: back from the ashram, so oh, I you had to go. So,
4: <laughs>
2: but but it was it was, I, I I look back and I think I'm so proud. That there was no. Question in my mind that, gonna move.
3: Yeah. that I, I was
2: I was going to do this. I didn't care that I was there for a month and a half for right. one night. I wanted to be in in that movie so bad, and because of that, I've I've made you know friends all over the country and Candy Clark and Bo Hopkins. You know, and I go out and we do signings and we go to to uh, uh, shows. You were right.
1: That movie is one of the biggest classics ever.
2: And 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 like people don't care. You know they'll they'll just give me a poster and I'm, well I'm not really in the poster <laughs> they don't care they don't care, <laughs> they don't care. And they'll, they'll give me the Vanity Fair that has the cast the stars in it and I say well I, I I can't really sign this I'm not in it and they go they go like well sign I'm really pissed off that I'm not in it. <laughs> 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 well, and one time I was signing and this guy probably a guy from the commune (laughs) he he was overweight and he had a beard oh yeah and there was there was lots (laughs) of loud music going on and he he said um he came up to me and he said sign my butt you know and I said no I'm not going (laughs) to sign your butt you know and then later on I thought it was him, but there was a guy that looked exactly like him. He came back here, and he said, there was was music going on, and and he said, sign my butt. And I said, I already told you, I'm not going to sign my butt. I'm not going to sign your butt. And he said, sign my bus. He had a bus, (laughs) and he wanted me to sign his bus.
3: Like a He had a bus. A bus. A bus like a, You outside. mean like yeah, a, B, a like a real uh, bus? Yeah, he had a
2: bus, and he wanted Did, him And he f- wanted me to sign it. You know, hi, Bobby, American Graffiti. Right. Did and I thought it was the guy that had said, "Sign my, my butt, butt? Mm-hmm. So uh, it was. I was. I was. It was very one consonant. I know. Did you sign me. his bus eventually? I signed his
1: bus. <laughs> <laughs> so from that leap of faith, I mean, what do you think happened to your career from from making that move and getting that job? I don't
2: know. I don't know how much happened, but but it was. Um, I I think what happened is like the friendships with mm-hmm. Candy and Bo, and and being able to. Oh, that was you that gave the finger, in, right? You know, in, in American Graffiti, and so so I I think that that was just uh, what I'm proud of myself for is that there was no question, right. That I was I wasn't going to San Francisco,
1: and I have that studio shot of you flipping the bird, and you signed <laughs> it for me. You did. You signed my
0: picture. Now, Lynn, uh, people can't tell now, but you have a career that's known for their ample bosom. How did Ricky deal with when you finally <laughs> filled out? <laughs> yeah, because you really filled out. Well, well, Gregory
2: Hines, who who was who not the fame? Who was the tap? The is tap star. Hines? This yeah. is another Gregory.
1: <laughs> I wish Gregory. Hines. Me too. Yeah, yeah,
4: but yeah, anyway. We were all excited. For <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, Gregory <laughs> anyway. Hine.
1: Gregory. Singular Hine. Totally different man. Hines.
2: Ricky said, "You know, Lynn's flat." You know, and they <laughs> Gregory. what a jerk! Gregory oh, said, "Where?" You <laughs> 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 Shut him up! Because he was so used to putting me down, he didn't see it.
4: Ricky
3: that, was in uh, love with you. Yeah. Yes, that I had developed. Love that he didn't
1: I see love that. that as a response. Where? I <laughs> oh, love that.
0: I don't think it's like you. What is that thing of like Native Americans couldn't see the ships when they came because they'd never seen ships seen before. ships, right? So they just like didn't see them. Oh, that's what it
1: is. He's uh, never, he'd never seen boobs. So on really, the way, where? Yeah, he, yeah. He just. Wow. He said, Lynn's flat.
2: And Gregory said, where? And so that ended it, because he, all of a sudden, he looked. And, you know, he was so used to putting me down, he didn't even look, so...
4: Ricky so. is needs to be studied. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Not, not you know Richard Dreyfus. I just want Ricky. Dreyfuss. Yeah. I just want to meet Ricky. Little Ricky Dreyfus. I don't care about him. Now. What a perf, If
1: anyone Ricky.
0: ever meets him, call him Ricky. See how yeah, it makes him. <laughs> Tell him <me> he's flat chested.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a great story! That's Yay. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Wow.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jim
1: Rash. Jim Thank you. Jimmy Thank Rash. Ricky Rash. Um,
4: yes. Well, I, I, I do want to say, because this goes back to Mary Jo, what you were talking about, about because mine's sort of like this. It's because I don't think my story really made sense to me until recently, oh, you know, of what the risk and leap of I'm going to say risk, leap of faith, but sure. it is somewhere in there. Yeah. Because I look back at it as not, I didn't really have a context for it being this big risk. And then until recently, I realized, oh, I see mm. what my choice put at at risk, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It's like I have one older sister, and I was even talking to her today, you know, and then the story came up again. I was like, oh, my God, that's right. And then her recollection of it and the impact of what was going on behind the scenes, I know this is vague right now, is different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Why, <laughs> really? I'm going to fuck this up. It's interesting. Um, it, so I should... And I, and I have to just preface up till this moment, but the, the topic sentence of it as far as a risk or leap of faith was from seventh, not seventh to eighth grade, but during that period of time, uh, albeit relatively a, a short period of time, uh, I wanted and did live by a different name. Like okay. I, wanted to, I wanted to change my name. Wow. Like I went through this phase where I did not, I wanted to be someone else. And so I should say that identity is always something that's very interesting to me. Yeah. Talk about writing. Yeah, uh, I am adopted, so identity is like a huge sort of part of, of things that I find interesting, pursuing it, because we all are quite doing that. It's purpose of life, yeah. you know, it's what you're doing. You're finding out who is this person, what is he or she meant to be, uh, why am I acting this way when I'm in a relationship, this isn't me, this is me, you know, those kind of things. So. So, (laughs) to give context for 7th to 8th grade, I'll go back to what it all started with, which was uh, from 6th to 7th, I was like, you know, a chubby kid, and then around 6th grade, I was going to be making the leap to a different school, because it was like, you know, 4th through 6th was elementary, and then 7th through 8th, 7th, 8th, and ninth is technically middle school, uh, so forth. My parents had gotten divorced when I was seven, so obviously that was much earlier. And my mom and I and my sister, we moved, you know, places within Charlotte, within Charlotte Newhouse okay. in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> within her body. Charlotte's-, uh, Charlotte's We moved to different places. So but this particular uh, Time I was now we moved, which affected where I would have to go to seventh grade. So everyone I knew in sixth grade would not be in junior high Mm. with me, and that was a little bit of my fear. Um, Mm. uh, That was in a different district, and you. So right before that, in addition to my sister, who's three years older than me, said, "You know, a lot of people are gonna, you know, middle school's tough, and a lot of people are gonna make fun of you." (laughs) <laughs> you know because I was sort of chubby and awkward and I'm not saying this was I mean it is a catalyst but th- two things happen obviously around there obviously probably a big growth spurt around that time mm-hmm. I also got braces which Ooh. if you have old school braces not this yeah. Invisalign, like, <laughs> easy Invisalign no, I'm know. talking metal and they have to train tracks train yeah. tracks and they thump it onto your oh, teeth. Yes. This is old school braces, right? Mallet. So just and that was like over two years of that. But Ugh. I was just getting them. So when you get them, they're so painful. Your eating's already changed. Anyway, the long and short of it was I lost weight fast. Like I got, uh, like I would say, arguably very skinny, skinny. I, I was skipping meals because in my my brain, my sister put this idea that, that you know seventh grade gonna be even worse. And so I lost it fast or whatever. And I preface this only because this is seventh grade for me so you'll understand what happened next. Uh, These are just bullet points of seventh grade. Uh, I, because of that summer of not really eating, I ate a little bit at dinner in front of my mom. Um, I was very, like, constipated. (laughs)
3: Like nothing was happening.
4: Okay. Okay. I got on the school bus, which uh, this is old school. Seventh graders sat in the first few rows, Mm -hmm. then eighth graders were sort of got to be in the middle, and ninth graders were always in the back of the bus. It was like class system. You could feel (laughs) the energy. They gave wedgies. Every day. Mm. Every day a 7th grader would get a wedgie. Oh. Uh, I, I say every day, that's probably a, a broad statement. That's probably where you're going like, Jim, that wasn't what
3: happened.
4: <laughs> like, maybe there were 10 over the, <laughs> <laughs> the year. Whatever, we, there were wedgies. And there weren't enough 7th graders, but everyone seemed to be getting
1: it. And
4: uh, I was going to a brand new school. Didn't know anybody on this bus. Can I ask know- a question? Yeah.
1: When your sister said what she said to you, was she saying it like, out of kindness to warn you, or was she like, "You're gonna get
4: it"? I think she was out of kindness to warn me, coming in a weird
1: what? choice of words. Okay. Yeah, yes. okay. I,
4: I, I, think she wasn't like, you know, get ready.
1: Right. Tone. It was just, sort of like, just so you
4: know, you're you a know, disaster. And the seventh tell grade you. to her, she'd already done it. And middle school is a whole other beast. Right. You know. It was a new okay. Chapter. So
1: her, her, her meaning was good. Maybe. Like, good. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, <laughs>
4: it's hard to say. Again, she will tell you like, no, I, that's not how I said it, right. and I said it very. I sat him down and said, I'm worried about you. Like, right. I, I forget the part where she said, I worry about you. Right. Um Oops. So, okay. uh, anyway, so I uh, basically got on this bus, and there was one day. Oh my God, this is early on, too. I, in the first few, I don't, I don't know, it doesn't matter, timeline, but I guess I had something to eat at school, like, feeling a little bit more, like, confident or relaxed. And on the way home, <gasps> like... I was like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and I stepped off of the, I mean, I'm telling you, I, the minute I stepped off the bus, the minute my foot touched
3: the
1: sidewalk, <laughs> my pants were full. Oh, Just. no! Oh, 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 <sighs>
4: now, I was off the bus, and I thought to myself, Jim, you dodged a bullet. Yeah. If this had happened on the, on, on, on the <laughs> bus, you're done you're done 7th yeah. you, grade were
1: you on your way to school or on, on the, the way, way back? A, home oh, okay. thankfully that's Thank, why I say um, I dodged
4: a bullet so I got home I went inside threw those jeans away obviously <laughs> they were not going no. to see you live another day now I was a latchkey kid because my mom was you know right. working so it was just me home anyway that's one bullet oh, point uh, peeling
1: your poopy pants off peeling my
4: poopy pants off 7th grade yeah oh, same thing never really got a, a mojo going never really met anybody never really got a sync with this school uh the very, and to bookend it, the last day of school, literally the last day of seventh grade, I had made it all the way through the year without a wedgie, and on that last day, literally a ninth grader in the back go goes, who's the new kid? <laughs> and I go,
3: what? And so I
4: turned around, like I, I was like, wait, new kid? We made it through a whole school year? I'm still the new kid, but anyway. That was the day. You know, I got oh. my wedgie. was on the last day of seventh grade at this different place. This started the whole thing. I hated that school. And I had two more years left.
2: Will you explain a wedgie for,
4: for Oh, yes. For uh, a wedgie for anybody. <laughs> it is the idea of when they would grab a hold of basically your underwear and pull it and yank it up with the intention of A, causing pain. <laughs> Maybe it'll rip. You hope it rips, actually, yeah. just so you can get it off there. But it's like a wedgie. So right I'm up just,
1: your butt. They, ram, yeah, your ram, it your up, ram it into your ass. Ram it into your ass. I just saw some dateline where they were talking about like this guy got in an argument with his father and he gave him a wedgie and put his underwear over his face like that bad and like, the guy died. <gasps> what? Oh. Yes! Like, I mean, that
4: happens in like the they do that in this, a like a cartoon. No, yeah. it
1: actually happened and the guy died. Like he... It broke his neck oh. or something. I don't know. Okay. Crazy. So. Go back. Okay, well, that's, that's, never take now never taken Wedgie, we lightly, yeah. wedgie no, violence for killed. too long. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wedgie's kill
4: <laughs> I'm happy my underwear maybe was old. It, it didn't sustain much of this. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I don't know when the conversation it doesn't really matter but I told my mom I didn't want to go back there and I wanted to go to a different school. Well, the only option obviously at that point was probably to uh, or it felt like I wanted to go to this private school that, you know, and, uh, uh, my mom now this is the behind the scenes so me just remembering that it happened like I went to this new this right. school so I was in public school up until then and I went to this private school for the rest of the time and uh, the behind the scenes is simple that it's that my dad did not uh, was not into that idea uh, to pay for school um, And my mom and my dad obviously probably have their own sort of version of the story and their own sort of um, battles going on, (laughs) you know, uh, as far as divorce and all the things that that understandably uh, they can speak better to how they felt. But my mom was defiant, and I think this was just, this is what he wants, and I'm going to do it despite despite what he says. Ah. Now, I'm not saying either is wrong, because you'll see. It's like, okay. (laughs) My mom's brilliant idea, maybe this was her just going like, this is the only way to do it, was going to apply for financial aid. Now, we had no right, probably, in context to be asking, in context of what financial aid would mean by definition. Right. But she filled that application on. And I was already on this whole thing of where I wanted to change my name. And I don't know why, but I was obsessed with wanting to be, my, my full name is James Dennis Rash Jr., uh, named after my dad. I wanted to be known as Alex.
3: Sure. I don't
4: know. I, to this day, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you if it's family ties. I, <laughs> and I probably was family ties, but Alex was in my name. And in my mind, I wanted to be James Alexander Rash. <laughs>
3: like,
4: jar or
1: whatever.
4: <laughs> and go by Alex. And my mom was going to let that happen. You know.
1: And <laughs> this is your mom, actually.
4: It is. And then I, this is where I, I will see as I go mm. what that means to me <laughs> uh, or what it okay. was. But I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. I think she heard like, what free, I wanted. Be be who you want to be. Be what right. you want it to be. Uh, and I will say that James and S. Resch Jr. for me, and I still, I'd say it with honesty, I'm not a big fan of juniors, you know, like naming your son a junior, and I totally get it, and I think that... I think totally having a name that connects you to family, having a, you know, taking your dad's name, but it's part of a newer legacy, name. Yeah. I guess I just like the idea because again, I go to identity. It's like you're telling me that I'm a, I'm in your shadow, mm-hmm. and I know I will be my own person, and my you know, and all these kind of things. But that's my own personal feeling about juniors and thirds when you're named after your grandfather. It's just sort of. And then like, you
0: become trip. Yeah. You make a
4: trip. Then you. Yeah. Or you know, I knew I knew a guy who was a fourth and they but he went by Iv. Like Ew, I did. Oh wow. No. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I and been. but hey, maybe I would jump in there because it was different. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but you know, it's like that's my own feeling. So I think I had part of that, you know. And and I have good relationships uh, with both of the parents. It really wasn't about that, I don't think. And so anyway, uh, My dad, apparently, and this is what my sister was giving context to, and finally, you know, we obviously, you know, paid for my education. He was like, that's crazy, but had heard that I wanted to change my name. And my mom was like, he wants to be known as Alex. And I think he should. And he says, I, you know, I, according to my sister, uh, uh, totally pay for school, but I don't want him to change his name. You know, supposedly. And, but regardless, I went and just sort of with the agenda that I was going to be Alex. And so I wrote Alex on all my paper. Uh, when they introduced me, my mom had filled out, I think, despite that, wishes of my dad that I was James Alexander Rash. They said, you know, I remember being in my first class, we go, Alex Rash, you know? Okay. And, you know, what it felt like. <laughs> in Spanish, I was Alejandro. You know, oh, uh, yes. you know instead of sure. Jaime. Mm. You know, in my, I think it's James, it's Jaime, right? Yeah. Um, And it, I'm telling you, it lasted, I don't even, maybe a month. (laughs) Because inevitably someone goes, wait, I thought your name was Jim. Like, you're going to run into someone.
3: Right. In
4: a city of Charlotte, someone here knows that your name is Jim,
3: you know, and not Alex.
4: And here you're thrusting this new name on that makes no sense for it. And uh, so it just, and I had nothing more to be like, um, oh, I don't think I even said, it's my middle name or try to justify it. I think it just fizzled. Oh,
3: like my, my
4: leap of faith oh, and my, my risk fizzled. and And whether it is that risky or not, but here's what was so interesting to me, I think, out of where that was coming from or what kind of context I think I have for it more is this, is this identity thing and wanting this to figure out and start anew. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wanted to go into yeah. school and be someone new. Yeah. Not, and maybe a name is not that important. But then I started to sort of think of it. And I should preface this, you know, uh, my dad unfortunately passed away in July. And so I think that's why I started to have a different thought. Mm. And I could put myself in what that would feel like to be on the other end of that. Mm, you know, yeah. at that moment. Right. Which is why I say I didn't have a behind-the-scenes till my sister was like, oh, I just, you know, I remember Dad being very upset.
1: That you changed your name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Because what I did was I eliminated his name. That's right. right. By do, by taking the Dennis out, I literally had had gone James Alexander Rash. I, I had, no, he was James Dennis Rash, so technically. But still, mm-hmm. he went by Dennis. Mm. And so I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I get it. I mean, yeah. I get... Why this needed to be a bigger discussion than my leap of faith was as simple as just saying, I'm "Alex, whether it was a TV show or nothing." I'm not saying there was anything right or wrong, right. And, and I should have explored it, but I guess I didn't really think of it until I thought about what that would feel like, you know, to to someone that I didn't have a, a bad relationship with, that I didn't, you know, that I uh, didn't share this need for this. Do you, do you
5: think because you were adopted? Because well, my my kid will technically not know their father till she's eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think because you were adopted that he gave you that name to like? I do make think you feel tied to him or closer or.
4: I do. I think I think it's part a Southern thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems pretty traditional. But I do. I think that you know. I I have no doubt that you know. Both my parents obviously wanted to be parents, right. very much so. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I'm so fortunate for for the adoption of it, and but I do I think it was partly, you know, what you do, and you know, to make me feel like I was of of them. Yeah. You know. Do
1: you think that, in the same way that your mother was like, I'm going to pay for private school because it pisses off. Your father, that she supported the name change for the same reason. That yes. Was, yeah. Uh, and I,
4: I, she'll, if she ever listens to this, she'll probably dispute it and, and sure. rightfully so, uh, <laughs> and have her fair share of like you know of what that meant. Right. Um, but I do think that it's it's inevitable that parents, you know, despite let's just say a really great breakup or not a great breakup it's a battle. Yep. It's a battle for attention. It's a battle for what are they doing. It's a battle for how much time are you spending with me. Battle, you know, when they're, when you're being co-parented in the sense like you're joint custody. Yep. Obviously there's other so, things So you
2: were Alex for like a month. <laughs> for a month. <laughs> I was
4: Alex B. Keaton for a month. Do you no, remember was, the was moment James where was you were outed? Hmm? Do you
1: remember the moment you were outed? Yeah,
4: you know, it, 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 I remember it wasn't my Spanish class, but I think it was like, <laughs> I just remember, I remember, I'm not going to know, I can't even like, I sort of remember someone turning around hearing (laughs) that name be called and sort of had a... Puzzle look <laughs> on their face. Said <laughs> Jaime. Yeah, hi- yeah. Right, you should be Jaime. Yeah, of should know. No, no, no. Uh, what I verdad. No, no, es verdad. Esta,
0: esta Jaime.
4: Soy ha. Hi- no, yeah. Oh, what is it? You're
3: two, so- two Jaime. Two Jaime. Two Jaime.
0: Wait. So was it better at this new school though,
3: or was it just much better? Yeah. Okay. okay. That had
4: nothing to do with whatever. Right. You know, I, I do feel like I. Uh, uh, slowly acclimated better into this world, and also with the private school, the the classes are smaller. It's like you know, you have the uh, it just made it a little bit easier for me. Um, and obviously, there was crossover, you know, yeah. people who didn't know who the, who the fuck I was, <laughs> and I wasn't Alex. Uh, Alex Rash.
0: I'm always that person when someone has a name change I'm like, Wait, isn't your name blah? <laughs> yeah. And, and then new I think I'm a bad person and I have to call them by their new weird name. Yeah. Yeah. It's not weird. It's totally their choice. They're allowed to.
4: They're allowed to. But that's it. And I just started thinking about it. I think it was mainly because of my dad recently and then just thinking about what that what that was, what chasing identity and and, and wanting to be what you think is somebody else but you're you're still you, obviously. Yeah. Um but yeah
1: is yeah. fascinating I could talk about that all night long. yeah yes yeah
4: for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, so my sort of risk uh, I guess in a way flopped <laughs> but, uh, but, it but, I, a but it was still a but it was still a risk yeah. Yeah. and put myself out, but I think the bigger thing was thinking about what that choice meant and that I didn't really understand and then probably all these behind the scenes and arguments and thoughts and hurt yeah that that risk. Caused whether,
1: but it was born out of hurt. I mean, you were, you were. You were tortured for that whole year. Yes. Yeah, It so makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense to like
5: <laughs> when you're moving on and you're that age, you, it's exciting. You get to decide who you're going to be. Yeah. yeah. You yes. can pick new fashion senses. Yeah. Lots mm-hmm. of kids do that.
4: Yes. Oh, I, I picked oh. My jeans by day. <laughs> yeah. a, fun. Bra- <laughs> a Braided belt. Have you're the, the bra- braided the belt jam hang Brady. too low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the new
1: jam I was a big jam it's really. I mean, it's really an amazing story, really, because I think. I think we all had certainly, no matter how idyllic or or not your childhood was, I'm sure that we've all had moments of like, I wish I was somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. actually Did started it. to deform it into a three dimensional mm-hmm. thing, and that your mom supported it is pretty amazing. No matter what, if her motivations were to piss off your dad or whatever they yes. might have been, which yeah, questionable, um, but, it, but it's true. But I think it was a success because yeah. your leap of faith. Was on getting out
2: of this school. Yes. Yeah. And you did get out of school. The name change was only temporary, mm-hmm. but you, you made a successful leap of faith into the uh, to the new school.
4: No, it's true, and I think that 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 going through that um, was only like a piece. It's sort of like the beginning of it's just like you leaving and failing. You know, the yeah. job goes away, yeah. and I'm afraid. But there is a version where, yeah, I could go back, but unfortunately, that's the purpose of a leap. Is it's like the first of many. Yeah. In yes. other words, you. That's, there's no bridge incidents. there. You do yes. it. Yeah. It's one after the other, yeah. and so you know that there, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. But you either just push forward or you go back. And I think I think I've always, and to this day, you know, I I, I would say I, with more clarity about that. Uh, from that probably moment on, uh, was all driven towards like. And reinventing, reinventing, who I am I? What is this about? Uh, not just on an adopted level, but on you know, losing myself or creating something new, or you know, it's, yeah. it's the same thing we're all going through. Yeah. I yeah. think I a constant, constant chapters of. But anyway. That was, the, that was epic. the 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 month long is Alex Rash. love <laughs> <laughs> <I laughs> that? I would was yeah. special guest Alex Rash. Rash. Yes, Alex so Rash.
3: Can we call you Alex?
4: Yeah, I just now I'm really <laughs> <laughs> falling Alex. in that love with cool. it again. <laughs> 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 oh wow, yeah, I could have been. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I had a friend who who I told him that he goes, I wanted to be Alex. Maybe Alex is just an intoxicated name. It's
1: a good, it's a great name. Alex and Jacks, they're great names. Yeah, it's
4: the X. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's very masculine. Like you want it.
1: You want you feel like you can depend. On them, and they're in charge, and they would never get bullied. And yeah, who are you going to the prom with, Alex? Oh, Alex! Thank you,
4: Alex. Thank you. Nice to meet you guys,
0: (laughs) Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Charlotte
3: Newhouse.
5: Oh, okay. (laughs) Mine's sort of like the darker side of of Jim's, because it's like a a rebirth, uh, like high school age kind of story. But when when you first told me about it. I, my pregnant brain interpreted risk as, like, danger or reckless. That's fine. Sure. As opposed to leap of faith. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Right. I'm not sure where I fell. <laughs> yeah. So I said, One of these things. Um, but I So I went to a really small school from kindergarten to eighth grade. It was, like, the same 20 kids. And uh, so for, for did high school. you grow s- up? New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. And it was a small, like, very liberal uh, school. So for high school, I was going to go to public school. And uh, I just, all I, all I wanted out of high school was, was to do a lot of drugs. <laughs> I'd read, like, Junkie. I'd read, like, all the Hunter S. Thompson uh-huh. when I was, like, 13. And I was just like, I just can't wait to do a lot of drugs. I remember being, like, the popular girl in class, and I did everything, to being, like, really just, like, fell in immediately with, like, all, like, the skater druggies. I had, like, you know, white skin, black hair, kind of, like, you know, same sort of rebellion, maybe, as you. Yep. Um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get winded often. <laughs> it's happening right now?
3: <laughs> stop running around the table. And <laughs> tell other's story.
5: Every time I'm on the phone, people are like, "Are you Are you jogging?" I'm like, "No, nope, no, nope. just <laughs> pregnant." <laughs> um, so so uh, in so I did. I went and I found my like crew of of uh, sort of like druggies, and I was, but I was a freshman. I was tiny. I was still in like all honors classes. I still like kind of you know got good grades maintained but um sort of on right drugs, away
1: maintain good grade.
5: I didn't do drugs like during school okay. was more we
1: on drugs all really? the time yes
5: <laughs> I was I was mostly into uh hallucinogens so basically the school <laughs> had like one main drug dealer named Shorty Wow Shorty. Is, and he picked people for certain drugs and he asked me if I wanted to sell LSD And I accepted. And so I became the the LSD, sort of the drug dealer for the school when I was... 14 and i you know my parents are rich like i did not need money i just thought it was i like literally wanted to sell drugs just so i could have them for free <laughs> i'd buy these huge sheets of acid that i would like keep in my like sweater drawer <laughs> wow because <laughs> like, my parents kind of like a breaking can. bag. yeah yeah and i just like take the little like two dose like two dose tabs like wrap them in the cellophane of a cigarette pack and sell them um, and I didn't think it was a big deal. Like, I thought, like, <laughs> there's no consequences to this. Sure. I'm a drug dealer. Who cares? <laughs> wow. And I was, like, doing anything you put in front of me. I was totally petrified of boys. Like, I didn't want to, like, date girls, boys, nothing, no, no, nothing sexual. I just want, I would consume any drug you put in front of me. Like, <laughs> I was really
3: like, so, much, <laughs> so
5: scared of sex, but, like, hey, yeah, give me that powder. I'll do it. What is it? Where do I put it? <laughs> 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 So many
4: things are coming to me <laughs> to understand you better in this brief moment. This
5: is so, what's so great.
2: I know.
4: No.
5: So anyway, but because I'm like this really, and I must have weighed like 80 pounds, you know, and I was like five too tiny. I look like a whisper of Marilyn Manson, maybe. <laughs> but because I was like in young and in all like honors classes, kids that maybe not necessarily would do drugs felt safe asking me. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, uh huh. And felt safe about, like, Sh- can I do this? Uh-huh. So, all these sort of like good kids mm-hmm. would ask me for drugs. <laughs> and i am like, yeah. Just give me my $5 and you know, take it on a weekend.
3: <laughs>
5: um <laughs> And so it's all going fine, and I have always have like a huge pot of cash, like a drug dealer. <laughs> like I don't know why my parents never like in my like uh, cargo let me jeans pull it. out like a <laughs> roll of money. Um, but uh, then one day I was in a, I was like at the diner with my friends, and uh, it was in spring, and uh, one of the girls from. I think, like, my honors English class was there with her parents. And she looked kind of terrified. I walked by the table. I said, hi. And then she was like, she came up. She was, like, going towards the bathroom. And she came up to the table. And she was like, Charlotte, meet meet me outside. And I was like, okay. And I didn't even realize she was gone. But she tells me outside that she's been out of school for a month because her parents found the drugs that she bought for me, which she never took, because she's just like freaked out, and sent her to rehab. Oh, so this like little nerdy good girl went to rehab with a bunch of like oh. probably,
0: oh. probably the done
5: scariest it. thing she's done in her life, <laughs> and she's not mad. She's just telling me the story. She yeah. just wants to tell me. And she's not like this is all your fault right. but and 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 the moment I don't think I thought it was either, and then I went home and I was like, "Oh my God, <laughs> this is like and i I mean that was it i I didn't buy any I didn't sell anymore, didn't buy any more stopped being a drug dealer. Like, that's amazing. Did
4: Shorty let you out easy? He
1: did. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, he was like, because
5: Shorty's just game. a wholesaler, you yeah. know? He's yeah. not, he's he can always find someone else. No, I don't I think he, he doesn't need me. That's
1: pretty he fascinating, was very... though, because, I mean, you were literally scared straight yeah. because of someone else's yeah. experience. At a young age where you could've just been like, you could've ignored that, because we all have those moments, because I did a lot of drugs, and you yeah. have those moments where you get to that place where you're like, I'm very conscious in this moment, that I could keep fucking doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. or I might mm-hmm. take this exit. Mm-hmm. And you never choose the exit because no. you're 14 or 15 or whatever you do. And then at some point in your like 20s, you choose the exit. Yeah. But you chose the exit really early. Yeah.
5: Well, I should say I chose to stop selling drugs. Ah. Stopping <laughs> doing drugs took probably a couple more months. Oh, okay. and then I did. But still, yeah. but still.
4: We're
2: conscientious. You, jump.
4: you can just <laughs> quick cold turkey. <laughs> One of them you could. Yeah. But it, it is interesting that your risk and she took a risk. Wanted yeah. to buy it, yeah. yeah. It's like a yeah. risk created a but, risk. Yeah. Which
5: but guess this guess. is it's this like like is like, like a, a risk that I didn't know was a risk. Like it didn't feel like a risk until I the consequences, and then I was yes. like, oh, this is messed up. What I'm doing. So <laughs> wow. did she?
2: Did she go back to
5: school? Did she? Yeah. What happened to her? Uh, she did. She was back in school. Well, she was back in school. But when I just you, didn't when even notice. But she was with her parents at this diner, and it felt very. You know, obviously they're. Probably very intense, and I felt terrible. I didn't even notice she was gone.
1: And she didn't she didn't narc you out.
5: Nope. That's nice. It's like yes. a
1: weird tame Brett Easton Ellis. Set
5: <laughs> <laughs> in New Jersey. Yeah, like rich New Jersey <laughs> drug. I did
1: not look like a Brett Easton
5: Ellis character, though. I looked like a little boy, like little skater punk. Uh, uh, <laughs> Do
1: you know what happened to
5: that girl? Um, no. Yeah. I don't. Because that was my only year of public high school when I was shipped off to boarding But you school. went back to school. Changed my identity again. Yeah. Right. Both in school.
4: Yeah. I always, I mean, these are the moments that you, because we've all known each other for whatever different number of probably quantifiable That's years. Several. But yeah. about, But probably almost in the same neighborhood of the number. And you learn these things, and one, you get another window into somebody yeah. that you've known forever. Because I think the biggest thing that sort of sucks is that we couldn't get to know our younger selves and hang out with your younger selves. Because it's such a weird (laughs) experience. And just if you, I mean, if there was ever a a thing that I could wish, it would be, like, pick a group of people, and I want to be in a house, (laughs) but we're all back to a certain age Uh and see what that's like. You know, because everyone has these chapters, and you're like, I had no idea you were capable of that. Or... That sounds exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Totally.
2: Wow, that was so interesting, that story. Because I we're all kind of thinking of that girl, you know, <laughs> that she came oh. to you mm-hmm. and she wasn't mad at you in any way. She just told you... What happened?
0: But you didn't push it on her. You
2: were I didn't. There. She
5: came up to me. I never pushed right. drugs on anyone. But we and but we were just kids. We really man. were just kids. And it's like one kid saying to another kid, "Like my mom sent me away." And <laughs> right. And being like, "That's terrible." Like <laughs> we, we we didn't really assume when that like from, adult but, guilt, no, I'm okay. guilt and and blame yet. Yes. I think we were both so innocent. Literally, like it was just happening to us. And, but and then later, of course, were you, I did were feel you guys when this, fourteen. I,
2: Fourteen. So she went to rehab for a month. They went to rehab. For, doing, not, doing for not doing drugs. For
5: not doing drugs. Because they found too, it. because you were
1: so like enchanted with you know the Hunter S. Thompson of it with all. With the and culture, I'm totally related yes. to that of, like I want to yeah. be a badass. I could barely do that shit, and I want exactly an I'm sorry, it.
4: but it's, that's so funny to me. I want again. I want to be with her <laughs> yeah, going to rehab, and just being asked to. It's gonna <laughs> be hard. <laughs> and be like, mm-hmm. Like, you were, you literally can get through rehab really fast, and they're they're like, what was it about? Well, I guess I want it. You're like, Your
5: answers, like, I don't know where so, to go with But I'm an, an this. addict, and they <laughs> think you're a liar. Yeah, they like, you're like, a liar. I
0: never did drugs, I never, I never did, them. Oh, oh, well, you be a liar. you can't get out of here until you stop yeah. lying. Yeah, yeah, she right. probably learned to lie from that. I'm saying, they put I her in
4: some room, and they said, you're gonna be in this room, and it's gonna be a rough night, and she just like, sleeps really well. She like, full mm. eight, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, like Scientology, when they talk about when they get audited and how like they'll, they'll keep going, keep going, and Push you start them. to like create memories or create things. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder for her if it was like maybe I guess I did. Like, she has to create, right? A... My
5: secret hope is that they sent her somewhere where people can distinguish people with real like addictions and yeah. people, and people with crazy protective parents. parents. Right. Oh, yeah. So, my secret hope is that that's what happened because she didn't seem happened. like she like got back from jail was more like, listen to what happened to me. <laughs> right. it I went to rehab. Really cool. I spent a month in rehab. Month she's in
0: got a, a great story.
5: My she's parents a great were mad. My parents she's were <laughs> mad. <laughs> I
2: love her. I wish she was here. I wish we could all hang that out with her. That journey out.
4: for her was pretty, regardless, awesome. Because that's <laughs> that's hope. hilarious in, the, in hindsight. Uh,
0: all right, Colleen. Bring us home. Um, OK, so I, I almost changed my story halfway through, but I didn't plan it because I was thinking about Jim's thing about knowing us as children. Um, I'm the exact same person, um, and I initially was going to tell the story of how I cut my hair three times short, and why would a six foot tall girl cut her hair short um, three times?
1: Um, is but it's like some Wiccan thing, whether no. A I just thought like,
0: oh, I you know people have sh- like you see Bridget Fonda in Femme um, Nikita or oh, yeah. Point of No Return, and you're like, I can look like that, and then you don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> and right, you right. see like a, what's her name from. True Lies, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. with the short haircut. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. You know, it's, just, it's never me. But that's not the story I was going to tell. I was going to say, the biggest risk I ever took was moving to LA. I didn't know anybody. I moved with my dumbass boyfriend. I was 18 years old. And, you know, I moved on, by myself to a city where I basically didn't know anybody. Um, but I've talked about that. And I think a lot of people have done similar things, at least in our industry. So while I'm proud of it, um, it's, I'm, I don't need to tell So uh, I was trying to think of other risks. And I think I've led a very kind of risk-free life. Some of it just because I haven't had to make risky choices. Um, But I was thinking about something that I know is, what's a risk? It's like you know something is true and you do it anyway. So I'm very accident-prone. And not in, like, a cute way where girls (laughs) are like, I'm klutzy. Like, genuinely, I was laying on my mom when I was a baby, and she had a fishhook necklace, and it got hooked through my nose. Oh, (laughs) I fell off the same set bed and, like, cut my, I have a scar from cutting my (laughs) eye on a nightstand. Um, I went roller skating downhill once, fell back and uh, got a chip out of my elbow. Um, I slipped on a piece of cardboard in my own room. I mean, just... (laughs) 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 any. Any athletics, any kind of thing where you could get injured, I get injured in some form. So, uh, I go to a wedding a few years ago, Michaela's wedding, who was a guest on our show. First time uh, I fell in love, if you want to visit it. And it was one of those weddings where um, there were a bunch of events. Like, you did a bunch of stuff because you were there for a couple days. And one of the events was horseback riding, and it had been marked
5: as. <laughs> <laughs> it had been. <laughs> marked <laughs> marked I was at the wedding, and I heard about this. It was not on the oh ride. But anyway.
0: <laughs> it had been marked as like medium, like you didn't have to really know what
1: you were doing. It was just <laughs> medium.
4: Was um, Michaela judging? What was? I don't know who judged
1: it. <laughs> so wait, this was like because it was like a whole weekend of activity. Yeah, yeah and there was this, right? there were
0: wine tastings, there was horseback riding, there was a hike, all this stuff. So, it'd been worth this <laughs> medium. I'd ridden horses before when I was a kid. We went through some canyon when I was a kid on a horse. Sure. Great. So, we show up, and more people showed up than they thought were going to show up, and Michaela actually didn't get to ride a horse, which she said she was fine with, because she was sort of into it, but not completely. And she just wanted her wedding guests to have a good time. So, they put me on this horse, <laughs> and the saddle's kind of messed up, like the... It's like not tight enough? <laughs> Yeah, oh no, the, I, one of the foot holsters, they probably have a name, is duct taped on. Oh, that's it. So I get in and it puts Good. my right yep. leg at this. legit space. <laughs> it puts my right leg at this weird angle where it's, it, it, my foot is turned in too much. But it's fine. But the second they put me on the horse, I thought, oh no. <laughs> oh, you knew? Like immediately? I thought. That horse was that telling horse you. That horse is like, it was, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after, I realized, I don't think horses like this, and... I don't want like to this, do
1: being ridden it's by just people. Being ridden, and I don't
0: want to do this to a horse. Okay. So the woman who's in charge of this says, "These are a bunch of different groups of horses that they've pulled in because a lot of people decided to do this, which means they are not around each other all the time. Oh, right? gosh. Which means the horses have to go in a very specific order, and if they get out of order, it can cause pandemonium. But also, what it means is there are less people who know what horses are to people who are riding horses. Like it's an inappropriate yes. ratio." So we're starting to go. My horse is being sort of fine. We walk like on a dirt path, we walk on a road, and then we just go what I believe is a 75-degree
3: angle up a mountain of trees.
0: So we're just going up and it's trees and trees, just tons and tons of trees. It's beautiful. But on your right side is a very sheer cliff, just straight down. Yes. And I remember thinking, and horses like to hug the cliff
3: along the edge. And
0: I don't know why, but that's what they do. So you're just looking down at this just straight down thing. And the only thing I thought was okay, well, if you fall, you'll fall into trees. So I guess they'll catch you. And we just keep going. And at one point, I watched the, the horse in front of me. And I think it's Jeremy, who's also a guest of the show. <laughs> and there's a fallen, like, big tree log. And his horse is like, one foot, one foot, one foot, one foot. And I'm like, okay, that's how we're going to cross. This
3: <laughs> oh, My <wow>. horse
0: <laughs> <feet> jumps it.
3: <laughs> wow.
0: I lose a baseball cap that I bought... You know, right after I got voted out of Sunday Company, I was emotionally vulnerable. I went to a baseball game. And I'm like, I'm gonna buy things for myself, and I lose it in the in the, the momentum of that jump into the forest.
5: Uh,
3: foot. That
0: <laughs> so then we proceed to go 45 minutes up a mountain. It's not a short walk. Jesus. It's long, and you're
5: walking the whole time. You're not like cantering or nothing. Or, nothing.
0: It's just a walk up. So we get to this big, giant, dusty clearing at the top. And all I want to do is just turn around and go home. Um, And they're like, everybody, get off your horse. Let's take a big picture. So we take a big picture. (laughs) And they had said, do not leave a giant distance between your horse and the horse that's supposed to be in front of them. You really want to keep them tight. So everyone's getting... While you're moving. While you're moving. Yes. So we get back on our horses because everybody's getting back on their horses in various ways and styles. My horse and the horse that is the horse's lead are very far distance apart and my horse
4: starts to run.
0: Oh. Now, I'm not used to horses. I'm not, mm. I don't know what to do. I do know if I pull too heavy on the reins, in my mind the horse is either going to go back and I'm going to slide off or the horse is going to go so far back it flips over and crashes. <laughs> it.
3: Both great options. So I
0: don't pull on the reins. And I am like I don't I, and I, I mean, it was probably a process of, you know, 20 seconds, but I'm holding on to that nub that's between Here's your legs. Western, oh, yes, the <laughs> And I have the moment, and I'm, uh, from years and years of falling, I'm great at falling. I'm holding on this nub, and I think, you're going to lose your grip at some point. You don't know how to slow this horse down. Get you're off. going to fall off. Yeah. Get off of your own volition. <laughs> so I launch myself <laughs> off of the horse. And I land a safe distance from its you know, deadly uh, hooves and just pound and bounce into the dust. And half the party is gone. They're down the mountain. <laughs> but one of the horse guys just comes over and is like, are you okay, great. Let's just push you right back uh-uh. on the horse. <laughs> Which is the Which smart
4: the sane makes it's sense, the actual but that's sane, not right actually yeah, yeah. yeah, right
0: back on the horse. And, it's the, and it's the sanest choice, because if he had given me any time to think right, about it, have... I wouldn't have done it. Right. But it, or I probably would have because I'm one of those people. But just putting me right back on, it was like, no big deal. You just You get you it back on the horse. You're fine. Then we're going down. <laughs> and I know we have 45 minutes down. But oh. also, there are so many of us that the woman who's in charge of all of this is so far down that the news reaches her. I don't know how, but it gets down to her. So then she starts stopping to send calls back to find out, is everybody okay? But once she stops, our horses are ass to face. And my horse starts kind of nipping at the butt of the horse in front of me, and that horse starts kicking back. So I'm screaming like just please just keep going please just stop please stop stopping <laughs> please stop stopping. And about every ten minutes, this woman stops. And I think once again, Jeremy comes to my aid because I said please stop stopping, and he yelled stop stopping because also a lot of horses were doing that. Because yeah. the second yeah. she stopped, we
1: all pile up and then. They'd... And she probably just hears somebody going stop. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she gosh. keeps stopping. Stop stopping. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's just me going, okay. It, it, horses can sense your thing. You know, it's supposed yes. yeah. Be calm, be calm, be calm. Don't pull too hard. Just breathe, be calm. And we get to, we get down the mountain, and when we get to sort of the open spot, that's where I, like, this is going to be bad, and I'm just, like, gently tugging, gently tugging. Calm, 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 calm. We get into the group where everybody is, and everyone's helping people off of horses except for me. And the horses are now close to each other, so now they're starting to nip at each other because they're close to each other. Like one horse is actually kind of crushing my leg because it's super mm. close to my horse. Wow! And not crushing, just close. And I'm at this point, I'm just not. You're flipping out. So um, Jennifer yells from her horse because someone goes to help Your her, sister. her. My sister Jennifer yeah. she says, "Can someone help? Calling you out a horse." Oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> and gets me out the horse, and I'm fine. I'm uh, uh, it's fine. It's it's totally fine. But Michaela walks over and says. <gasps> I heard you fell off the horse, and I start to say just words, and I just start crying.
3: Oh. And
0: I wasn't, I wasn't that traumatized. It was just that all that stuff had happened, and I hadn't had a time. You to held it together. Yeah, no, you held right. it together. Yes. So Absolutely. then it became this like gush thing. So then everybody was like, "Oh no!" And because of that saddle thing being turned in, my ankle hurt, so I was mildly limping. So then everyone's freaked out that I'm limping, and I was like, "No, no, that's a whole
5: separate thing, and so. it's not hurt; it's just sore." Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and the ch- and sort of like the chain that got back to everyone else at the <laughs> wedding was like, K- Colleen really got hurt on the horseback <laughs> So I think probably everyone, including myself, like came up to her at the ceremony <laughs> and was like. How are you? How is your ankle? Are you okay? Yeah, you are fell you off right? a horse. You must have to say all night. I'm fine. I'm fine, right? I'm fine. But you leapt
1: off a horse.
4: You threw yourself. I
1: threw myself. You threw yourself off, even off a horse. I took a risk. That was a risk and and in a leap. second Yes, race. you did.
4: You, you, you doubled down on the risk in that in that sense.
0: But what was interesting about that wedding was two things. That I got back on the horse because there was another event the next day where we went hiking which could have been a serious hike it was actually a lovely hike but i, I participated in another event where I, once again i could have horribly injured the myself least
3: yeah
0: um, and then also another woman there was whitewater rafting and she <laughs> fell out of the boat yes. <laughs> And so Michaela said tried to
1: kill all her friends in the wedding. <laughs> yeah. She
0: said, You're lucky the woman who fell off the boat took uh, took higher priority than me falling off the horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I love> it. <laughs> so I got less attention because a woman fell out of the yeah. boat. Oh, thank God. And uh,
4: why is Michaela's wedding like going to camp? It's it like was. the best. It really wedding. was.
0: It was beautiful. Whitewater water where what? It was we're Mount yours? Hood. It was gorgeous. Oh, Is oh, that God Oregon? God. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It was really beautiful. Wow. I didn't do any of the activities. No.
4: No. You Stayed did, alive. Did they have like a just read books?
5: <laughs> yeah. You could and just... it said
4: low level.
5: <laughs> low like, level, right. Easy low breezy, level. low level. Drink water. And then
4: you hear that Charlotte had a horrible accent while reading a book.
5: <laughs> 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 a horse ran me over. Ran you over. Was so it weird. was my horse. Ran <laughs> you
4: over. And it was riding a giant raft. Oh my and the, God. And some rabbits had escaped the river.
3: <laughs>
0: But just recently, this woman told me about this alternate hiking path, and I went, and I didn't, didn't follow her directions exactly, so there was this other path that turned out to be the wrong path. But I was walking it, and there were all these bunnies, and I was like, oh, bunnies mean snakes and coyotes. But I kept going for a good distance, longer than I should have, because I was like... You, you always turn back. You always freak out. You always don't do. Keep going. This might be a really great adventure. Um, so I will say, for all the scary. times where I tell myself, don't do it. Or, there were so many times in the past where I didn't do something. I didn't tell somebody I really liked mm-hmm. them. I didn't, Right. you know, I, I think when I moved to L.A., I lived on um, 33rd and... Um, Pico, mm-hmm. and I would walk downhill to whatever mm-hmm. was on Pico. But if I had just walked uphill to Ocean Park, there's so much stuff on Ocean Park, I just yep. didn't know about it at all, yep. and I'm so mad at myself that we'll take the pass of path of least resistance or walk downhill instead of uphill. And so, I think the horse thing is probably my, like, yeah. trying yeah. to make up for that. Yeah. Anyway, for that. that's my story. That's Yay! story. Yeah.
4: Yay! Yay! But you know, it's like the it, interesting, because what's at play when you're making a risk is also in contrast, maybe to your gut,
3: mm-hmm. you know how? Yeah. Because
4: I've always believed, like, oh, just follow your gut. You know, my gut's saying this, and, and you could fail or whatever. But sometimes a risk is, I know this is dangerous. Yeah. 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 But but maybe it's just your gut says. But I'll be upset if I didn't try. If it, it was a nice. Sometimes it's try. sometimes
1: yeah. it's a like I talked about this on when we did uh we did a we did a, a podcast episode about rape and everybody that was at the table had been mm. raped and i talked about taking the risk to get out of my assault situation and knowing in the moment that i took that risk it's like I felt like it was the lesser of two evils to take that risk in that moment. Like, I'm not going to do what this guy wants, but I'm going to risk my life to stop it. And so, and smaller scales, though, for all of us, when you're 15 or 14 or 13, those are, it's the same scale, because you have no sense of reference of what a risk is. So when you're a kid and you take a risk, it does feel like you, yes, trust your gut is one thing, but it's another thing to be like, I'm going to do something that could end my life. And at 15, maybe it really won't end your life, but... No, I mean, the context it, the of that context is, in your brain. This is, is this yes. everything
4: I know and everything I've experienced totally. has led me to believe this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this
0: I far. took a free cab ride from a cab driver, and he tried to cop a feel, but he didn't murder me or rape me. So
2: and you didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, you win know, you know, win. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't hear you took a cab ride from.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was 18, and this cab driver stopped, was waiting for the bus, and he's like, "Do you want to ride?" And I said, "This is almost the story I told, but there are no parts to it." He said. It's fine. He, I got in the front seat. He did that In the stop. front seat? He, I think he opened the door. That's why I got in. Oh. And then he did stop short once and barely hit boob. And then the next time, I, I put my arms in front of my boobs. And then he stopped shorted again and hit my arms. And then he apologized. And then we're super close to the house. So I said, I'm just right here. And he pulled over and I just ran out. But Good that was, you. you you got, got a free got really ride lucky. yeah I got yeah, a free you ride got really lucky yeah you I know I know I know I did you
1: seriously got I it. almost
0: told the story but I was like never well, let them
1: take you to a second location <laughs> right mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all right all right and
1: tell people where they can find what's you what's your shameless plug what's your social media are you gonna be signing anything anywhere soon no <laughs> well they can see you on television I right
2: I, I don't have a, what are you I, working on right now I I, I just finished a play. Excellent. Uh, I just finished to play. So you nobody can see it.
1: No, no.
2: <laughs> But I just finished to play at the um, Ruskin Theater in Santa Monica. It was a new play called The Rainbow Bridge, and it, it was a uh, it was a world premiere. But it only has like forty five seats or something. <laughs> a very small mm. world. But it was, if we, we're talk oh, about...
1: Is there any way for our listeners to see you during the month of October? Maybe on television or in a movie or something?
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think some of this stuff is on Netflix. I, sure. I mean, like the American TV Graffiti. show. Or it's American always, Graffiti. <laughs> it's always sunny in oh, always, always sunny.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's lots of ways Watch to see it. Watch Bridesmaids again. Right, right. She plays my Rudolph's mother.
2: Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. People can go and see you in Always Sunny and Pee Wee Herman. You are Missy Vaughn, um, iconic character Missy Vaughn from Pee Wee Herman and, and all sorts of places. Go to IMDb and find Lindstrom Brian and Lindsay. watch her whole yeah. library. Yep. <laughs> all right, uh, Alex Rash. Uh, Alex Rash <laughs> Alex. Uh,
4: Alex P Rash. <laughs> uh, Alex P Rash, I'm gonna <laughs> restart Family Ties. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, as far as October uh, recently, um, well, Stranger Things two comes out. You're no. in it. I wish. You're gonna go. I'm plugging Stranger plug show. I'm plugging <laughs> the show. I'm not in. Stranger it's Things. It's a really two. great show. No, uh, no. I will say this. A uh, uh, This is way too long ago, but. Uh, there was a point where I did a show on Sundance called The Writer's Room, where yes. yeah. uh, I would host uh, and just get to talk with writing great. staff. Yeah. Yeah, it was very fun. Uh, I didn't quite catch on or whatever. We did like 12. But anyway, regardless of that, uh, I ended up doing what is just sort of like almost like a special writer's room just for the, Ooh, I love for the launch of Stranger Things 2. Oh, so, wow. So, is it on I Netflix? Think it's a, yeah, Netflix. I think it's October 21st. That's probably not right. But let's just say some later in October, it, it comes out. And then there will be uh, like another subsequent show you can watch called Beyond the Stranger Things. And it's just an open discussion about the new season and sort of with the creators and the directors and then obviously the cast. So it was just fun to do. So th- that that's it, it'll just be me chatting.
2: Do you wanna d- do any social videos, like Your rash ass. dog. Or oh
4: yes. Uh, uh, did you say Rash Dog? Yeah. Did I just oh say my God, it? no. I remember Rash Dog was like my email, like DAWG. Oh no, I think like I gave woof, away woof, your woof. Woof. email. No, no, that's no, that's not my email. No. Okay, got No, it, but so. there was a time that when it was like, I oh my God, think. DAWG. Yeah. AOL? really, Jim? <laughs> uh, no, I'm uh, Instagram, Jim Rash. I think it's it's just Perfect. Jim Rash.
0: He's a lot of funny pictures of him in empty
4: theaters. In empty theaters. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not very good about doing a bunch of stuff, but yeah,
5: that's it. Charlotte, you I don't have anything to... You have an Instagram? I don't know about what Jill. it is. You talk about Jill like I did. I didn't I have
2: could. anything. I could. I don't
5: know her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know what to get say. to know her. I don't know because what...
0: Because she's th- in heaven now. I know. We'll go back and watch Workaholic season. Well, not workaholic. I'm not on
3: Workaholic. Sorry, uh, idiot, oh, sitter. Yeah. Idiot, <laughs> idiot, idiot Sitter. Idiot Sitter wanted to. It's so funny. But
5: I... But, uh, season two, Matthew Modine is in, and we spent a lot of time with him. Did you interview him for Stranger Things? Uh,
4: no, he wasn't at one of those panels. Sometimes they did by like tape, but not. Him in but
5: particular. he gave something away, which I'm very excited about. Uh, oh yes, I won't say. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't mean to, but oh god, yeah. he gave it away. Yeah, Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't speak. Yet. Um, I don't know my Instagram I handle, but my name is Charlotte Newhouse, and you can find you can it find that it. way. You can yeah. find it that Google way.
3: It.
1: Yeah. Google it. Absolutely, Google it. Do the work, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Get That's on it. it. <laughs> While you're looking it up, I'll say mine. Uh, Twitter is at Mary Jo LA. Instagram, I think, is Mary Joe underscore LA. And I don't you know, use Instagram. I like words, not pictures. <laughs> uh, and I'm Mary Joe Smith on Facebook and blah. Um, I'm Colleen
0: uh, Smee, SME, C O L L E E N S M I on uh, Twitter and then calling Marie Smee on
1: Instagram. And Ian, our uh Ian SponSmith is at Ian Screams everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah. And our fine art photographer, co-producer, uh T Photo, at T Chick Photo on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, and Charlotte, Charlotte is <laughs> at
0: uh Charlene <laughs> W-House. So C-H-A-R- Charlie
5: New H
0: L I E N E W H O U S E. Perfect.
4: Yeah. And clearly because you don't know what it means, you must just pose, 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 <laughs> pose, 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 pose. Awesome. I love that you're driving people like, I don't even know what I don't even know if I did it. Go
0: there to see her post once every three years. Yeah, go, go there. She has a baby coming. There'll be a lot of baby pictures. Yeah. Oh,
3: pictures soon. Baby
0: pictures. <laughs> uh thank you everybody yes. for being here. Thank you for uh, having. Happy Halloween. Ooh,
3: happy yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Yeah.